I'm back with another installment of my This Is 40 mini-series, and this time I'm talking about something that we can find so hard as women, even more so as people pleasers. Anyone else? Raising my hand here. And that is asking for what we need or (gasps) what we desire. Oh my goodness, how very dare we. But as I'm turning 40 and slowly but surely killing the people pleaser within me and starting to give, quite frankly, just less fucks about judgment and society's expectations of me, I've been working a lot on my ability to ask for what I need and what I want. And it pays off my loves, not just in the getting of said needs and wants, but being able to ask for what we need has a huge impact on our personal lives, our business success, our bank balances, not to mention the impact on those small humans hanging around us observing our every move. (laughs) So if you want to join my we ask for what we need and want. Crew, catchy group name, I know. (laughs) You're going to love this episode. And if you've been struggling to prioritize your own needs or wants, this episode is going to be gold. Let's get you what you need. You're listening to the Limitless Mother podcast. I'm your host, Corey Javid, money mindset expert, success coach, mother, tea drinker, energy obsessed, manifester, afternoon bath lover, and thought leader in financial empowerment for mums. I know that we get to be successful because we are mothers, not in spite of it. And so around here, we do things differently. I've torn up the business rulebook and created a new paradigm for us, one in which we create results using energy instead of effort. I'm on a mission to help you ditch the old way of creating success. You know the one where you work hard, hustle, and sacrifice, ew, (laughs) and instead teach you how to increase your impact and income without increasing your hours and how to manifest your dreams. So if you're a mother who's ready to learn how to elevate your energy to start making bank and start living your limitless life, this is your podcast, my love, and I'm your new biz bestie. Join me as we explore what's possible for us as mothers and business owners when we remove the limits. Hello, hello, Limitless Mothers. It's me, your soon-to-be 40-year-old best business bestie. Best business bestie. Let's go with it. Corey Javid from CoryJavid.com. How are you doing, my love? Oh my goodness, I'm very excited about today's episode. Asking for what I need, or really asking for what you need, both of us. Asking for what we need and what we desire. It's a big one for us. How are you doing, though? I hope you're having a marvelous, oh my goodness, November so far. Seriously, where did the year go? (laughs) I feel like I lost one somewhere. Anyone else? Um, And before we get into today's show, though, I really want to just give you an update what's going on over here. Obviously, knee deep in the birthday celebrations. My husband and I are off this weekend um, as I'm recording this. So we'll have already been (laughs) for a a lovely two-night getaway, just the two of us, which feels so good. We haven't been away, just the two of us since February 2020. So too long. So I'm very much looking forward to that. Just a really nice relaxing weekend. We've got the most beautiful hotel. I know because I've stayed there before and I took my best friend there. Um, Really gorgeous Instagrammable AF rooms, great service, great food. Got some really cool restaurants booked. Basically just a weekend of indulgence and relaxation. What's not to like? And what else is going on? Oh, so actually I spent the day on Monday at the spa 
webinar with my VIP client and we had the best time. And I'm going to actually do a behind the scenes episode about that. So listen up in the coming weeks for that because it was such a good reset, so good to reactivate abundance, feel good, get out of the overwhelm, etc. So I want to share the learnings from that and some of the sort of like behind the scenes, like what do we even do on a VIP day at Spa with you? Um, but you know, I like to every week talk about what limitless money looks like to me this week. I've got a bit of a different one this week for you. And it just happened this morning. And so I thought I have to share with you. So of course, the concept of limitless money is knowing that you are infinitely abundant, knowing that there is a never ending supply of money available to you and feeling able and empowered to create it, receive it, have it, spend it, invest it, all of the things. And really, that's what I teach inside of Limitless Money is how to work with your energy to create and receive more rather than efforting per the old paradigm, which let's face it, is broken and doesn't work for us as mothers. Um, but also the other thing just to the other aspect of Limitless Money is ultimately what I am teaching in that course in particular. And part of the concept is the ability to just manifest money in magical ways too. So manifestation, I think sometimes gets misconstrued that it's either, uh, it's only um, magical. And of course, you know, if you want something, buying it totally actually counts as a manifestation. But the thing is, is when you do the work so that you are in tune with abundance and you feel an energetic alignment with more and more of it coming to you, then magical shit just does happen sometimes. And this morning was one of those mornings. So I'm going to share it with you because this is also what Limitless Money looks like for me on a day-to-day -day basis. Um, obviously, not like exactly like this every single day. But so I started the morning. This is kind of unrelated, but kind of related. You'll get it. You'll get it. Just stick with me. Um, finding out that my daughter had won a prize in a competition that she'd entered, which was just so cool and really just made me smile because it was something that she was really wanting to manifest. And she's like, I just know I'm going to manifest this. And we hadn't heard anything, hadn't heard anything. And I was a bit like, this is you know, ragging on for a long period of time now. You know, it's probably just one of those things. Um, and lo and behold, they emailed this morning. I haven't even been able to tell her this yet. I can't believe I'm telling you first, but she will know before this comes out. Not that she listens to the show. Thank goodness, because I swear a lot. Um, or sometimes anyway. But yeah, so she, um, so yeah, so the email came in. I was like, oh my goodness, I'm so excited. I can't wait to tell her. Um, and I went downstairs to tell my husband because he was the nearest and best person to tell. And I was like, oh my goodness, she won this competition. And uh, isn't it exciting? He goes, well, funny you should say that. He said, because when we um, hired our conveyancing solicitors, so we recently sold an investment property that we had. He said, when we hired them, we also at the same time, I don't think I mentioned, entered a competition that was for charity. So all the donations went to charity, but there was a prize. And he goes, we won. We won 500 pounds. I was like, no shit. That's amazing. So anyway, that is also what Limitless Money looks like. It looks like being open to those kinds of things happening to you. Now, you could, you could you wanted to, you could sit there and go, well, that's just a coincidence. That's just one of those things. Not so, my love. And actually, it's really, really interesting. I find so many of my Limitless Money students and my clients, once they start tuning into abundance instead of and tuning out of lack and scarcity and start being open to receive, it is amazing how many ways money will find to come at you. You can't keep the money away. And so this was an example of that. And so I wanted to share because it was super fun and it just happened this morning. Okay, let's get into today's show. 
So this is the second installment in my mini series. This is 40 because I am, in fact, turning 40, which feels wild because I don't feel grown up enough to be 40, if I'm honest. But hey, 40 is the number apparently attached to me imminently. Um, And asking for what I need. So let me ask you something, my love. Have you ever wanted something? You're like, yes, lots of things, lots of the time. Um, And then found a reason not to have it. Maybe you told yourself you couldn't spend money. Maybe you didn't ask for or reach out for the help that you needed. Maybe you didn't vocalize how you really felt about something or what you would have really liked in a situation or what would have made you happy. Yeah, me too. Been there. (laughs) And here's the thing. This is bigger than it might seem. And it's far wider reaching than it might seem. And that's why I really like talking about this as a subject, asking for what we need and even asking for what we desire. So, the thing to understand first before we get into today's like topic in a deeper way is kind of where this comes from. Like if you are resonating with any of those things that I just mentioned, if you can acknowledge that you find it hard to ask for or take or make time for or make happen things that are just for you, things that you either need or things that you want. Maybe it's been too long since you've been to the hairdressers um, and you're like, I really do want to have that, but I keep putting it off because this, 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 and this. I could go into all sorts of things, but I, I hear that one randomly quite a lot. So, um, but maybe you resonating with that. The first thing to understand always with these things is like, where does this come from? Why do we as women, and I think even more so as mothers, why do we find it so hard to ask for what we need and for what we want? So I'm going to be sharing some of my personal experience around this and like what this has looked like for me. But in terms of where this comes from, I think really for way too long, potentially like centuries, the idea of a woman having and vocalizing needs and desires is seen as like unseemly. It's like, oh no, that's just not what you're here for. And it's it's men's needs and desires and children's needs and desires that have been put before our own always. And if you think about it in our culture, there are so many examples of women who are selfless being held up as like the beacon of what it means to be a great mother. I mean, just fuck that, <laughs> quite frankly. And you know, we do give and care for the people around us gladly because we are heart-centered people. But I think what happens though is it's to our personal detriment because we start to internalize this notion that asking for something that we need or taking time or spending money on ourselves or however this is showing up is somehow wrong and not our place. And I can't tell you how many clients I've given a task to to get them to connect back to what it even is that they need or want because they've become so disconnected from it. In fact, I was literally talking to one of my mastermind clients this morning about it because I'd given her the task of just going away (laughs) and starting to make a habit and a practice of asking yourself, what do I want right now? And just tuning into that. And I said, like, going out for dinner is a really great one because it's such a, a small and easy and quick win of looking at the menu and not thinking, oh, based on price or based on, oh, some like dull dietary constraints or based on what everyone else might be having or ordering, just based on what what is it that you just want? And just listening to that is really, really interesting. And then the other aspect of where this comes from, I think, is that, again, as women, we've been too taught and conditioned to believe that 
being small, like literally is kind of like revered, you know, skinniness has always been kind of praised. But really, that comes into like not taking up space, doesn't it? Not being loud. And you have to, you know, speak up if you want to vocalize your needs and your desires. Being low maintenance is something that is valued in a woman like you know because we know this because oh she's so high maintenance is actually a put down do you ever hear a man described as high maintenance i'd say rarely if at all expecting you know women to struggle on and be i'm fine or i'll do it and picking up the slack and just deprioritizing our needs and our wants um constantly because we're afraid that our needs and our desires should not encroach on somebody else's comfort, should it? That's what we're told. Our needs and our desires, particularly as mothers, should not encroach on somebody else's comfort. And so anyway, I think it's just interesting to notice where a lot of this conditioning that we've received has come from and how we might have internalized it. And, you know, let me know if this is resonating with you. Um, send me a DM on Instagram. I always like to hear. Um, so anyway, once we know this is where it's coming from, we can decide if we're opting in or out from this. I personally am opting out. <laughs> I'm opting out of that ideal. I think that we don't have to choose. I think that we can show up for the people that we love, the people who are important to us. We can, you know, enjoy acts of service and prioritizing them sometimes. And we can ask for what we need. And I don't just think that we can. I think that we should. I don't really like the word should generally because I think we should all over ourselves too much, but I'm going to use it in this context because I think as women, as mothers, we should be asking for what we need and what we want more. Now, if that's felt hard, I get it. This is the work that I've been doing, right? This is the inner work that I've definitely been challenged by and stretched by. And that's why I wanted to bring it onto the show and just be frank about it. This is something that I have found very hard and it's something that I've been working on. I'm making gains on it. Great. And so I will share with you the benefits of the gains so that you can make those two if that's something that you can see um, will help you. But it, you know, we have been so conditioned that it is difficult. And I've used this example so many times, but I just think it's such a great one is that I remember somebody specifically offering when my daughter was only a few weeks old, offering to babysit so that my husband and I could just have some time on our own. I was like, no, 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 that's fine. That's fine. I'm fine. And what did I really need at that point? I really did need that. I really needed some downtime. I really needed some adult time. And I actually said no to it. So not only did I not ask for it, when I was offered it, I said no, because I felt like I couldn't say yes to it. I felt like I I would be admitting some kind of failure um, if I was not the one doing the things. I felt like I had to be fine and I had to be the one doing all of the doing. And I've opted out of that more and more. <laughs> so let's break it down. Let's talk this out because um, I think this shows up in our personal lives and it shows up in our businesses. And so that's why I really wanted to bring it to the podcast today. Um, but as I'm turning 40, I'm just kind of like less available for things feeling hard in life. And I just want to enjoy this experience of being human on this particular rock, spinning around that particular star <laughs> at this point in time. I just want to enjoy it more. And I feel like we're here to have our needs met to a certain extent and to be empowered to have them met and to have our desires play out and to pursue them 
That's, you know, one of the reasons why we're here. And we don't have to believe that it will be to the detriment of anybody around us. And quite quite the opposite, in fact. So we will talk about kind of how when we do ask for what we need and what we want, how that actually positively impacts not just us, not just our businesses and from by extension, the people that we help in our businesses, but I believe our kids too. So I'm going to get into that. So like I said, this has been an edge for me. So I want to just be frank and honest about that. I've talked openly about the fact that I am a recovering people pleaser. I am trying to kill that bitch dead, but poof, she is putting up a fight, <laughs> that people-pleasing part of me, because it's so ingrained in us, right? But it is something that I actively work on, and it is definitely something that I've made some significant strides, I'd say, even in the last year on this point, as I'm becoming more and more aware of when my people-pleasing tries to rear its ugly head, so I can try and take that head off with a machete. <laughs> am I getting a little bit too violent in my analogies? <laughs> Apologies. So, this has been an edge for me. So if you you are resonating with that people-pleasing piece, um, know that you're not on your own, my love. Don't make yourself wrong for it. But there is an opportunity there to, um, to work on that edge like I am if you want to. But ultimately, I'm just also done with trying to please all of the people because it's a losing game. <laughs> the only person I can actually guarantee I can please is me. Um, so I'm going to start there. <laughs> see what happens. So um, let's talk about how this shows up though. Um, If we feel unable to ask for what we need or what we desire in our personal lives, it has so many impacts. So I'll talk about some examples. So I think I've mentioned this one on the show before, but it's on on the top of my mind because obviously it's my birthday month. And yes, I include the whole month of November as my birthday. But previously, I used to be frequently, if I'm honest, very disappointed on my birthdays. Or also things like Mother's Day, because I wanted a big fuss made of me. If I'm being honest, that's what I desired. I wanted a big fuss made of me, right? And I'm just going to own that. And that can be hard to own because we feel like we shouldn't want that. We should feel like, oh no, the fuss can never be about us. Oh no, that would be, or, or we could feel uncomfortable under that attention and shoo away that underlying desire. So anyway, that's what I ultimately wanted, but didn't allow myself to acknowledge as a desire or a need. I wanted a bit of a fuss and I wanted to be a bit spoiled in certain ways. And I never verbalized that. I never communicated that. And then as a consequence, what happened? I felt resentful because that need wasn't met. And I've used this um, quote on the show before and I really wish I could find who said it um, because it wasn't me. So sorry if person who originally um, came up with this quote, but they said that um, resentment is just unmet needs. And I think that's so interesting. So that's something that I've like really looked at since kind of listening to that quote the very first time. It's like anytime I feel anything like resentment, I'm like, oh, where do I have a need here that's not getting met? And how can I empower myself rather than sitting around and waiting for someone to acknowledge it, notice it, and then meet it? losing. Um, How can I start winning by actually verbalizing it? So I started getting more and more specific around my birthdays. I will not just drop hints. I will be like, for my birthday this year, I would really like it if. (laughs) And, you know, I'm not kind of like obnoxious and demanding, I must have this, this and this, but I just let my people around me know this is what would please me. This is how to make me happy around my birthday. And I think sometimes the people who love us are grateful for those instructions. Not instructions, but those, you know, 
well, yeah, actually instructions, let's go for it. So I talked about this last year when I was very specific of like, if I'm having to have a bloody lockdown birthday, here's what it's going to look like to make the best of it. And then this year, I was like, okay, I'm 40. And we are not able to go ahead with my original 40th plans of doing a big holiday abroad. And so I thought about, well, what do I really want? And then I set about making that happen and then vocalizing to my family and my husband. And here's what I would like you to do to contribute to this. So, you know, I did my part. I organized some of it. But I'm also just very clear that way I'm not disappointed. That way I'm not expecting other people to somehow telepathically know in advance what I need, what I desire to have a good birthday and making it happen themselves and then being disappointed when they telepathically are unable to do that. I let, I set people up for success. <laughs> so that's one way that I'm doing it. Um, and one way that it used to show up uh, for me as resentment and disappointment. And I would always end up in a bit of a huff on my birthday, but then I wouldn't even communicate that. So it's just in that inner turmoil. So like, that's just, that sucks. That's kind of, then that ends up coming out in this passive aggression, doesn't it? <laughs> We've all been there. Um, another way that I used to find it really difficult to ask for what I need was just in my role as a mother. I mean, we don't get a manual for this shit, do we? <laughs> so, and I totally succumbed to the martyrdom of, I'll do it. I'm fine. Oh, I can't believe he's doing that. And I'm here doing this. I totally, totally fell into that trap for a good old while. I would say years, <laughs> if I'm totally honest. And it was not a pretty time. I would be really resentful of my husband going out um, for a bike ride, for example. Why shouldn't he go out for a bike ride? I was only resentful because I felt like I needed fresh air and exercise. And yet I felt totally unable to ask for and make happen what I need. I felt totally disempowered. And I felt like it was somehow his responsibility to notice that that's what I needed and offer um, the support that I required to make it happen. He wasn't going to do that. He's looking after himself, <laughs> right? And so I just was in a huff about that frequently. And I was like, hang on a second. Why am I doing this? And you might have heard me talk about this before. I had a pivotal moment in my life in a Costa coffee <laughs> shop by the cinema with my best friend. I can remember it clear as day. And we both realized, shit, this is on us. <laughs> We've just been annoyed at them for making sure that their needs and desires are met. But really, we're annoyed because we're not making sure our own are met. We're expecting them to see them and to meet ours. And so I just stopped doing that. I just started taking what I needed. So I would say to my husband, okay, I'm going off and doing this workout or I'm going to the gym at this time. You're in charge. I wasn't like, oh, would you mind? Sorry if I just, it's his child too. I'm like, I'm doing this. I'm not asking you to look after our child. I'm just telling you this is what I'm doing then. Um, and he was fine with it. <laughs> he didn't get any pushback. And I was like, damn, there's me been all this time neglecting myself and neglecting my needs. I wasn't, you know, feeling healthy or fit at that time. And that was something that was important to me. And I was feeling like I didn't have time to be. It's because I wasn't allowing myself to be supported. I wasn't asking for what I needed. That was another area of development for me. Um, you know, and you, this 
these are just two examples from my life that come up when I think about it. But there's all manner of ways that this shows up. It could come down to being able to carve out time for yourself for anything that you need or desire. Maybe it is that hair appointment. Maybe it is some time to write that book that you want to write. Maybe it is to go to that class that is actually finally back up and running in person that you'd like to go to. Whatever it is, if you feel like there's something that you would really like or you need and you don't see how to make time for it or you're not getting it, then it's an opportunity to start practicing vocalizing those needs and knowing that when you do, it doesn't just benefit you, it does benefit everybody around you. But, you know, this shows up in carving out time. It shows up in the bedroom, you know, in intimacy. If you're not asking for what you need, you're not going to get those needs met. Um, It shows up in things like, you know, even how you need somebody to support you in a given moment. So another example I can throw in here is I've talked about before, in January, I hit the lockdown wall, I was tapped out, I was done. (laughs) I was done with all the lockdown and all the homeschoolings. And I just, just hit that emotional and energetic wall. And I knew what I needed, I needed to just vent um, without somebody trying to offer a solution because I knew that there really wasn't many um, and I knew the things that I could do to solve it but I just needed to you know air that and be seen in it and so I I remember texting my mum and saying I'm not doing well today I really need to have a call with you I need you to just listen and not try to provide solutions (laughs) and so I was very specific about what I needed in that moment and it felt great and she was so supportive but rather than thinking oh no I won't phone her because she'll just try and solve it and that's not what I really need now I thought what do I need and how can I help her help me Um, and I think that being able to do that has been a real gift actually for me because then I'm not feeling resentful and bottling things up. Um, Yeah, so asking your partner or other significant person in your life for support, all of these different things add up and stack up. And, you know, any time we have a need or a desire that goes unmet, it creates negative energy because it's something that is, is not being met. So it's a kind of an energy deficit. And anytime that we notice that we need or desire something and we don't take some action on it, we're kind of reinforcing this feeling of disempowerment, this feeling that we can't or that we shouldn't or that we're not able to. And then it continues to feed the situation. Um, And so it then continues to draw down on our energy. And so when we look at the scale of energy, and by the way, if you're new around here, I have something called the Limitless Mother Scale of Energy. It explains, you know, the four different levels of energy, how you can be using them in your life and business to welcome in more ease, more abundance, more flow, more joy all the things. And there's an episode on that. So if you literally just Google Limitless Mother Scale of Energy, um, there's a masterclass free on the podcast that you can listen to. There's a download that goes with it too, which is very pretty. So go and get those goods as and when. Um, But when we're looking at the scale of energy, we can really very easily stay stuck in either the efforting energy or even the low energy as a result of not having our needs met. And then we kind of stay in the spiral down there because we don't feel, you know, it has this reinforcing effect of making us feel less and less empowered to do something about it. So the only way that we can get out of it is by the next time you notice a need or a desire and you notice how quick you might be to brush it off, put it aside, leave it for another day. Ask yourself, if I felt empowered, if I felt worthy of doing something about this, if I felt able to do something about this, what might I do? Even just asking yourself that question is a start. Even just noticing that you had a desire or a need that you were about to shun 
is a massive start, my love. And then you can take it from there and build your confidence up. You don't have to go from like zero to 60. But I think starting there. And here's the thing where, you know, we'll talk about the impact this has on our business in a moment. But ultimately, if you're consistently not having your needs met, then you can't go after your desires. So it pushes your desires further and further away because it's that kind of almost like that Maslow's hierarchy of needs. You know, we have to have our needs met so that we can actually fulfill our desires. (laughs) So it kind of has to work in that layered approach. And then the result of which is that we have less and less of the experience and the joy and the well-being that we would like in our lives. And, And you're important, my love, and your life is important. And you're here to, I believe, to have a really rich and varied experience with lots of joy and content in there. Yes, there'll be ups and downs. And so in acknowledgement of that, it's a great place to start working and asking for what you need. And also, lest we forget, we have tiny humans. Well, yours might not be so tiny. Mine's getting less tiny by the day. (laughs) But we have humans that we created as mothers watching us (laughs) and observing us. And I have made a real commitment to doing this work, even though it feels really stretchy because it goes against my people pleasing tendencies. But I made a commitment, not just for myself and, you know, for you in case it's useful to you to have the model of somebody who is working on it, definitely not perfect at it yet, but working on it. I also made the commitment for my daughter because I don't want to raise another girl who turns into a woman who feels like she can't have her needs or desires met, who doesn't feel like she can be a good advocate for herself. In fact, that's something we always talk about. And we have this joke. She says, I'm being a good avocado avocado for myself, mommy. (laughs) You know, it's something that I really try to encourage her to know and understand her own sense of agency as much as it is possible for a nine-year-old. But I... But as much as I can talk to her and encourage her about that, she's noticing what I'm doing. So if I'm not asking for something that I need or I desire, and I'm not getting my needs and desires met at all, she's picking up on that way more than any any encouragement, coaching work that I could be doing with her. Not that I'm really coaching her, but you know what I mean, in the kind of parental way. Um, it's, you know, it's all undone because we're not leading by example. So that is also something that helps me to show up for this even when it's stretchy. And I'll even have conversations with her about it, you know, about how, you know, we need to vocalize what it is that we need and try to encourage her to notice things like that. So for example, if something is feeling like really frustrating at school, she has a teacher at the moment who, you know, she's not so jazzed with at times. And I'm trying to encourage her to be like, okay, well, what do you need from that teacher that you're not getting? And then how can we try to do something about that. Not that, you know, she, you know, she's one of several children in her class. Not that she necessarily <laughs> is entitled to some super tailored approach or anything, but it's just thinking about at least and having conversations around what do you need? And I will tell her like what I need and why I need it. And so sometimes what mummy needs is to have a bath uninterrupted. And I'll be like, I love you very much. And I love spending time with you. And I also sometimes need time on my own to unwind, especially if I've had a full day and this is how it helps me. And I don't apologize for that. And I don't hide it either. I don't hide things like self-care from her. I don't hide me prioritizing my health from her. I have a conversation about it. I talk about the needs and the desires that way. So I'm definitely not perfect. This is one of the reasons why I'm really committed to this work, because I just feel um, responsible as that role model to her. But let's talk about how this shows up in business um, and impacts us. So if this is showing up in your personal life, 
that's going to be showing up in your business. This is kind of just how this is, right? <laughs> Who knew when they are coming into business that it's actually really all about personal development? I, for one, did not. But <laughs> here we are. And actually, it turns out it's a really great thing because it means that we get to evolve as people and then evolve and grow our businesses at the same time. But if you are finding it a real struggle to ask for what you need or have your desires met in your personal life, then it would really be surprising if you were finding that easy in your business <laughs> because it just tends to translate that way. Uh, because often underpinning it really as a result of all of that conditioning and programming that we've internalized that we talked about at the beginning of this episode, the result of that is, is it takes a hit on our sense of worthiness. So ultimately, really what happens here when we um, aren't asking for what we need or what we desire is we don't feel worthy of doing that. And so that worthiness issue is something that I work on with every single one of my clients. Um, and it's work that I do myself. It's work that I have very much woven into the fabric of limitless money because ultimately, whether you are running a business, manifesting money, anything along those lines, it comes down to personal empowerment. And if it's really hard to feel empowered if you also don't feel worthy, uh, worthy of exercising that power, worthy of receiving the things that you might receive as a result of exercising that power. So, um, so I think that that's really worth looking at because this is how this is, and this is why personal and business become so interwoven because if you're just not feeling worthy of that, you're not going to be feeling worthy of it in, in business as well as in personal. To see how that makes sense. So how, how are some of the ways that this can show up for us in business and where are some of the opportunities we have to work on this? Um, investing in ourselves, whether that is time or money, that's obviously a big one. I've had so many conversations before with women who are at a stage of business that their business isn't yet able to fund um, a significant investment such as coaching or working my mastermind or something like that and they are in a situation where they need to have an investment conversation with, for example, a husband, boyfriend, wife, partner, somebody significant, sometimes even like a, a parent to ask for a loan or whatever, but they have to ask somebody or have a situation where the only way to invest is to get that money from somewhere. They don't necessarily have it at their disposal. And that can be really tough, right? And if you're not feeling worthy of making that investment of yourself, then that conversation is not going to go well. <laughs> it's not going to go your way. Just because if we don't show up feeling sold on ourselves and sold on whatever idea that it is um, that we're about to pitch to somebody, um, then it's really hard for them to buy in on it too. Or the alternative is, is that we don't even ask, we don't make the ask. And then we just try to struggle on alone. If whatever was the thing that we wanted to invest in would have helped us and the alternative is struggle, it's so easy to unwittingly opt for the struggle like I'll be fine I'll just muddle through I'll just wait until um, and then we really drag on our timeline so that can really really impact business if you're not getting the support whatever that looks like so that could look like coaching it can look like loads of other different things but if there is something that you need in your business that will shorten your timelines that will give you a return on that investment that will help you grow or scale or make the kind of impact and the income that you want to be making. And you're not able to get that for yourself because you're feeling disempowered, because you're not feeling able to ask for what you need or get what you want. You can see how that can slow you down, right? Because um, you're not able to take up those opportunities. Um, another way that this can show up for us is in getting the most out of the support that we actually do invest in. So 
It's one thing to invest in something like coaching. It's quite another to actually allow yourself to be totally supported. (laughs) So I've had conversations with my clients before. and I'm like, you need to be asking for what you need here. You know, if there's a different way that I, and I always give my, all of the women that I work with full permission, I say, if there's a different way that I could be supporting you that would support you better, you need to tell me. (laughs) <laughs> the door is open. I'm always amenable to that kind of a conversation, but you have to take responsibility for identifying that and telling me I can't always pick that up on my radar. Like a lot of the time I can, but you know, a lot, if you're sitting on that and keeping that within, then I can't help you with it. So help me help you, you know? And so that's a, an interesting thing to think about as well. And wh- whatever you've invested in, if you don't feel like you're getting from it, what you imagined. Are you able to vocalize that? That can be hard for us to actually go to a person and say, hey, like this, I'm not getting this. And I thought that I was going to. I had a conversation with one of my clients. In fact, last night, she was in that situation with something else that she invested and she's not really getting what it is that she invested in that thing for. And we were all applauding her because she actually went to the people providing the thing and said, hey, um, this isn't really not working for me in this way. Here's what I actually need. And like, that was a big deal, right? So that's why we were applauding that. So um, it means that there could be, you know, if we're not able to ask for what we need and what for what we want, then even if we do manage to make investments in things, often we don't get as much from them as we could if we felt empowered to vocalize our needs and wants. Do you see how that's true? Another big one is getting the most from team. So at some point in your business, if you're a mother and a business owner and you want to be growing your income and not your hours, at some point you're going to have to get down with the fact that you're going to need some some support inside your business by way of team. Um, you can only DIY it and solo it for so long uh, before you become capped by your time um, or burnout. And, you know, that's just that's just the reality. We shouldn't shy away from it, right? I'm very vocal about the fact that the absolute biggest expense line in my business is team. And I am glad for that. And I am grateful for it. And Yes, you could say, well, that's okay for you because you're making however many six figures <laughs> you're making right now. But I'm making that because I invested in Team First, you know, and I didn't invest in them all at once and I didn't invest in, in the way that I'm investing in them now. Um, but I started before I was ready because I knew that's what I need and I felt able to get what I need. But the thing is, is it's one thing to hire a person and it's quite another to get really the best from them. And the this has been something, this has been an area of growth for me for sure, is being able to be a good leader within my business of my team by being able to vocalize direct feedback. Now, that is hard for a people pleaser. Let me tell you, I want to sugarcoat that shit. (laughs) And it can be really difficult to deliver direct feedback. But how is a person to better support you if you are not telling them how they can? And I think being really clear in even in the hiring process is something that I've got better and better at because I was not necessarily always great at it. And I think I got lucky with my first couple of hires, but vocalizing like this is how to please me. Um, This is how I would like us to work together. This is what I need from you, not just in a task fulfillment basis, but in other ways too. Like I really need to be communicated with in this way. Is that going to be a problem? Having those conversations up front make hiring so much easier because you're not left guessing as to whether or not somebody's going to be the right fit. And then also means that you can get the best out of a person once they are working for you or recognize if it's just not a good fit. If you're not 
able to vocalize to somebody who's working for you what you really need and want, and you're expecting them to anticipate that and just know, then it's going to come a cropper quite quickly. And it's very easy to feel like, oh, I I hired this person feeling like she was going to help me with this and this, and she's not doing it. Have you had the conversation with her? Have you said to her, oh, I was kind of expecting this. I'm really needing this kind of support. Is this something that you're able to do and help me with? Like having that conversation is so necessary. And it's really not fair on that person that we've hired if we're not able to have those conversations with them because we're setting them up for failure. We're allowing them to disappoint us, but maybe not even telling them that they have, maybe not telling them, you know, next time I'd really love it if you could do this instead. You know, it's really not the best way to get the most out of a team member and to have that really great working relationship. But it means that we have to vocalize and sometimes in a way that feels stretchy what it is and what we need and what we desire. So can you see there's like all myriad of ways that this shows up? It shows up in the sales process because guess what? You need to get paid. (laughs) Um, If somebody is working with you, you need them to pay you and you need to vocalize that. And you need to be okay with asking for it. If they're late, you need to be okay with chasing down that payment. You need to be okay with asking for it upfront if that's applicable to you. You need to be okay with asking for the prices that are actually commensurate for what you're doing and not being under and and not defaulting to undercharging. You know, like this has so many permutations. And so that's why I really wanted to talk about it because these are all things I've had to work on. And every single example I've given you is something that I've had to work on. Some I'm still working on. I'm still working on the direct feedback piece. I'm definitely better, but I do find it hard if there is something that was a miss or a fail. And hey, we're humans working with humans. These things happen. I still do struggle with communicating that super clearly. I think I've made some really gains on that recently, but you know, it's still something that I have to be really mindful of. My default pattern there is sugarcoating, <laughs> you know? Um, and even still in my personal life, there'll be times where I'll just be internally seething about something. Like, why am I internally seething about this? I should just communicate this. I should just decide what is it that I need and desire here? And is there a way to communicate that so that I can actually make that happen? Or do I need to just let it go one way or the other? But anyway, and in our business, not only does this mean, you know, being able to ask what we need and we desire, it's going to help our business trundle forward a lot quicker, <laughs> let me tell you, because you'll get the things that you need, you'll get the support that you need, you'll get the clients that you want and you desire, all of the things. But also, your community is watching you in the same way that our kids are watching us in our personal lives. Um, our communities are observing. And wouldn't it be great if we gave other women the gift of modeling what it looks like to ask for what you need and you desire and to get it and to do so unapologetically and to show that it doesn't have to be a choice between, you know, um, us having our needs met and other people who we care about having their needs met. It does not have to be a choice or a compromise. Both get to happen. There is always a way to make both happen. I very firmly believe that. So, I hope this has been an interesting um, topic for you today. I hope it's really got you thinking about where maybe you haven't been asking for what you need or asking for what you desire. And like I said, it's that layered approach of you need to be able to ask what you need first in order to be able to go after and get the things that you desire. If you're not having your needs met, got to start there. Um, So I hope it's like raised some awareness on that point for you and got you thinking about it. And like I said, don't make yourself wrong. (laughs) If any of this is resonating I think probably as women and especially as mothers, we've all been there. Um, And like I said, I'm still a work in progress on this front, but I think it's a conversation that we should be having more and more. I want to normalize asking for what we need and getting what we desire. I want to normalize it. I don't want it to be something that is seen as unseemly for women anymore. 
screw that, quite frankly. And so here's what I'm going to do, my love. I'm going to go ahead and ask you for what I need. I'm just going to give you an example right here, right now. <laughs> Let's model this, shall we? Um, I would love you to help me get the word out on this very podcast. I want to get the word out wider. I want to get to more women. It would be helpful not only to me, it would be helpful to me, but it would also be helpful to other women, other mothers and business owners like us, who we can save from believing that they have to choose between motherhood and success. If you've been around here any length of time, you know that we don't have to choose. We get to do both and they actually complement each other beautifully. I'd love us to get the message out there wider and I'd love you to help me with that. So just being clear of my request here so that we can also reach women who don't yet know that they are limitless and need to know that because we are all inherently limitless. So there's so many reasons why this would help your fellow mother and business owner, but it would also, let's be clear, help me. <laughs> I have a mission. I'm on a mission to make impact and income that I want to make and I want to help women I want to empower women. It's what I want to do. It's why I'm here. It's why I do what I do. And I want you to help me with it. So I'm just going to be clear with my request today. So what I would love you to do is I would love you to, in a second, uh, pause this episode, either take a screenshot of this episode in your podcast player or one of your other favorites um, or just the front graphic of this podcast and share it to your Instagram stories and tag me at Corrie Javid so that we can see and we will reshare. We'll do that back in return. Um, or leave me a great review on Apple Podcasts or on Stitcher or on Google Play or wherever you're listening to this podcast, that would make my day. That is my request to you, my love. That's my ask. I'm asking for what I need and what I desire here, right? Um, and I would love it if you helped me with that. So thank you in advance. And that's what asking looks like. <laughs> there we go. We've just normalized it. Wasn't too terrible, was it? Um, it was, in fact, great because, you know, in this situation, as in pretty much every single situation, when you get your needs met, then actually, and your desires met, then it actually has a positive impact on other people. So that's true too in this situation. When I get my need met, I need this podcast to get seen and heard, seen, heard by uh, more and more women, but that impacts them too. So, you know, we're all helping the world go around here. <laughs> so there we go. There it is in action, asking for what I need. There's me practicing it, asking for what I need and what I want. As I'm turning 40, I'm going to be doing it even more and more. Hope you join me in it. And in case you have forgotten my love, you are limitless. Never forget that. And you have limitless requests that you can make. There is no quota. You are not going to use up your support requests, your ability to have your needs or desires met. So just go and start asking, my love. <laughs> All right, my love, I've enjoyed chatting with you today. And I've got another really great episode as part of this. It's going to be the final part in this This Is 40 series coming up next week. We're going to be talking about bringing back the magic. You need to rekindle that magic in whatever way that means to you. Reignite that spark. You're going to love this episode. See you next time. Have you been enjoying today's show, my love? Then help your business bestie out. Head over to iTunes now and leave a review. The team and I pour our best energy into bringing you this show each week. And so it would make us so happy to see your review. Plus, we are known to surprise and delight our reviewers. So if you take a screenshot of your review before you hit submit and send it to team at I can guarantee a little treat will be winging its way to you.